Welcome, y'all. I'm excited to be here with guest number three as we dive deep into the jelly, everything dating. We've given you several different perspectives from ladies dating in their 50s, ladies dating in their 40s, different time frames on divorce. And today I'm sitting here with Miss Callie. She is also married and divorced, but she's been divorced four years. How are you doing? Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. And what a wild ride it's been. Uh, so I'm a personal chef in the area. I, as you said, I've been divorced for almost four years now and I've, you know, I'm, I'm 33, but I feel like I'm pushing into my fifties as far as dating's concerned and how much I've had to date just to figure I out. I hear that often. I feel like I've yeah. lived a lifetime already at yeah. such a young age. And I feel like, you know, aside from everything, I feel like I've just learned so much in the process of dating and even how I view my marriage from back when and like the things i up with the things I maybe shouldn't have put it up with and maybe the things I should have had more empathy for and understanding even going into dating right but you don't know what you don't know so here we are what opened your eyes to those different perspectives so I you know I mentioned I own a private chef company and how long have you owned that sh- that company I've had the company about 11 years almost oh that's awesome yeah. I love women entrepreneurs yeah so it's a very established company and I was doing a lot of the boots on the ground in the beginning of it and doing a lot of the private dinners myself and, and things like that. And what I was seeing, you know, at, at these private dinners, it was just such a nice copacetic family, just enjoying each other's company. And I remember this one dinner in particular, and it was the dad's birthday and all of the kids went around and just had such nice things to say about their dad. And it was so genuine and heartfelt. And I was like, I want this piece in my life and in my own marriage. And like, you know, we had been going to therapy for years and it just wasn't working, you know, and do you think it's because you married young? I tell my kids, you're not going to be the same person in your twenties that you were in your teens. You're not going to be the same person in your thirties that you were in your twenties and vice versa. It's definitely a choice to love and grow as you change because you're not going to be the same people no matter how many years you stay married. So yeah, it, it definitely, you know, you can kind of sum it down to I wasn't old enough, but what it I was just so caught up in the infatuation. And, you know, you're on the same page and you're kind of on the same scale and we were both in college and you don't really know where one's going to go and you're just having fun along the way. And Well, and I, I love it because you were brought up in the South. So I'm yeah. sure you were taught that you graduate, you go to college, mm-hmm. you date that college boy, mm-hmm. you get married after college, then the you have white ki- guy in Miami. <laughs> and then you have kids and you're going to live happily ever after in this white picket fence. I'm sure yeah. you had that same mentality. Oh, entirely. I mean, I, I went to culinary school and I was thinking either I'm going to be a really great housewife or I'm going to be a really great <laughs> chef. I was like, this is going to pay off either way. And um, it's great though. We live in 2024. You can do both. Yeah. Well, you can do both now. There we are. So you've been dating for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you could tell us? Do you do dating apps or do you prefer a more natural in-person meetup like at the bar? I've gotten different answers throughout different the different generational. I'm doing like a generational question here. This is kind of what I've found. And I think a lot of people will say this. The dating, I've done the dating apps and those kind of turned into what you do when you're bored, you know, (laughs) like that's like your, your background app that just keeps running and you, you know, that's not like real life because the, the, I feel like I give guys so much more credit when they're in person and because I am a firm believer that attraction is personality based, you know, you see someone and you're like, oh, they're hot or they're, 
you know, they're attractive They're But when you start talking to them is really like the make it or break it moment of, is this person going to have some like sustenance or not? You know? Yeah. Cause you could take a really hot guy, a really beautiful girl. <laughs> and if they don't have, you know, the personality is not there. It's not going to I was talking about long. this with my other friend. It's so funny. You talk about that. Adam Sandler. Do you remember that movie where all the girls are out at the pool? They're at the water park with their kids. And they're all just goo goo over this like hot guy that's the mm. lifeguard. And then he comes over and he sounds like Mickey Mouse. Like he just <laughs> <laughs> voice is totally a thing for me. If if you don't have a good voice, it, it I can't. If and you all the list, ladies, my goodness. And all the ladies just start busting out laughing because they're like, oh my god, like just don't say a word, just go back over there and be <laughs> eye candy. I, I think about yeah. that, so it's funny. Voice is important. I'm going to ask the guys, like, do they oh, judge so women cool. off voices? Like, that's interesting you okay, say that. Back to dating apps. That was a big problem that I was having. Like, you know, I'd have a great conversation. They'd look attractive. We'd just hit it off via texting, like, impeccably. So did you not do a phone call before you'd meet up with them? This was before I learned you have to do the phone call. <laughs> okay. before I learned. Okay. And I would just feel, like, so, so just, like, enthralled with who they were as a person and then we'd meet up and it just would not, it wouldn't, it, the click was not there. It was not there. They'd have a list. But I have like, friends who that's really worked for. So when I was in Austin, I'm currently not single, but I was dating. They literally Austin's was like, fun. I know, but it would be literally like, hey, I swiped right on you. Okay, let's meet up. And it would work great for them. Me, girl, do I have a story? This guy showed up in leather pants, a little bow tie around his neck. I'm just thinking the whole time, it's 100 degrees in Austin. This is summertime too, by the way. These leather pants have got to be sweating. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I could not even and the focus. the smell drifts up. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't even focus for the leather pants. I don't even know. It was just crazy. So ha- you don't like dating apps at all. So have, which ones have you tried? Okay. This is my synopsis of dating. I've done them all. Okay. I've done them all. Bumble, I won't do. That was the very first one I did. And I'm pretty convinced, and I hate to say this, right? But maybe like a weaker man is going to be on Bumble. Someone that doesn't want to well, take initiative. Well, it is initiative. free. No, some of them you have to pay for. Well, it's like, you know, Bumble, it's like they don't, they're insecure in some kind of way. I've noticed like many of the guys with the lips have, lisps have come from Bumble or like speech and pet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate to say that, but it, I don't know. I can't, I can't, it's hard for me if to get If voice past. is a deal breaker it, for you. Voice is a deal breaker for me. That's, that's on your list. We're all entitled to our opinions and yeah. our deal breakers. What, like I date older. Do you date older or younger? I have found myself kind of dating older. So yeah. Rana, which is our lady dating in fifties, only dates younger. I'm like, how do you even manage? Like Girl, she can men, have them. <laughs> like men already they mature slower than women. Like I'm like. And I I will say, I don't want to lump them. I have friends that are in their 20s that are guys and they have their shit put together. They're realtors. But it's difficult. It's, I think it's rare. It's hard to find. Yeah. And it, it, you know, for me, I still think they're in their playboy phase. The men or the women? The men. (laughs) (laughs) You know, probably a little bit of both, but definitely (laughs) the younger guys. They, you know, because that's the whole trend on TikTok date myths like See, date older like the, the men want the older women it's a whole thing I won't date a younger man because of I find I, I feel like I'm pretty successful for my age you know mm-hmm. I'm 33 I you own a company business. yeah I own a company I get a salary you know this is not that and finding guys that are kind of like on my same level at my age is a little bit challenging so it's almost like just easier because you know you date older 
right? You you know where they're going in life, if they're going anywhere. Like, they're kind of already on that <laughs> yeah, path. Yeah, they should already be there, right? Right. You, you hope. But yeah. I have found older guys sometimes still don't have their shit together. They're not the one, honey. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, for not for me. So, you know, it's like I already kind of have an idea of who they're going to become in life because they are that person, you know, and it's just like a kind of just have a cleaner lens to view from. Yeah. I agree with that. I didn't like Bumble because I don't like making the first move. I don't feel like the ladies should make the first move. I don't think they should. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they should either. Yeah, I so that was my deal breaker with Bumble. I'm not going to message a guy first. I'm not going to do any of that stuff first. Okay, so I what other apps did you try? Hinge and Tinder. Ooh, Tinder? Oh, Tinder? Well, I didn't I didn't know. I learned a hard lesson on that Ooh, one. Oh, no, girl, no. Hard lesson from Tinder. But How about Facebook dating? I, no. Nope. The one guy I really did date seriously during my period, I did meet off Facebook dating. But I hear it's horrible here in Destin. I was in a big city. Honestly, since I've moved here, not a lot of people are on social media in the area, which is odd. Well, or it's, I got my Facebook. I'm like, Facebook? We're back to Facebook? But I'm hey. totally shifting away from dating apps because it's just a waste of time. Okay, so where do you go here in Destin? You got to meet them in the wild. But where do you go? I've been in the wild and girl, I ain't finding them there. Like I ain't seen okay, them there. So this is. This I is, go out with my friends often. Like I don't see them in the this wild. This is the plan for a woman. Are they in a deer someone. stand or like. <laughs> are they on a boat somewhere sinking? Like what's happening? Okay. I'll say this. Men are very like creatures of habit. They're going to do the same thing. Same time. Pretty much every week. Right. So it, I feel like it kind of comes up to the woman to like switch up your plans and your like. You know, you think of it as a mom. You're, you're going to go grocery store shopping, you know, like right before you pick up the kid from school. I hear Sunday at Whole Foods <laughs> is a thing. But like, Five o'clock hey, on listen. Mondays is for the men. I mean, <laughs> listen, even Monday. in Austin, it was known as the hookup downtown Whole Foods. Like if you were single, you went in there because like it was sing- They had a bar in the Whole Foods there. Like, yeah, you could go out and have a date. People would ask you to go on a date at Whole okay. Foods. I've never been approached at a grocery store. And I will, I make sure that if I'm, if I'm scouting, let's just say scouting, right? <laughs> if I'm scouting, I got to make sure I'm in a good mood. Maybe had a great conversation before. Cause you want to uh, seem approachable and open and I can get like the RBF really bad if I'm, if I'm focused on something. But don't you think that's a turn on for men? Not for men that are afraid to approach you. <laughs> you, know, you have to make it easy. You have to at least like give them a path of success, right? They can't just walk up to you and think they're going to get shunned. That's a good point. And so the same thing comes to like sitting at a bar, you know, switching up the bar and not being on your damn phone. You have to like engage with the bartender or engage with the guy beside you that you're not attracted to at all. You know, <laughs> like the old dude that's just Do you just go to the there. bar by yourself? Yeah, I will now. I have never been to a bar in my 42 years of life by myself. Well, you've been married for a long time and I'm on the struggle bus. So <laughs> here we are. So well, okay, you meet him in the wild. This. You meet him in the wild. Like, I'll go to North Beach Social, right? And I'll take my kids, and they're playing. Okay, so I will tell you one other thing. I will tell you one other thing. Yeah. I have noticed Starbucks in Dustin Commons is a hot spot on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. because they're going to go to tea time for their golf game. 
Oh, I've told all my okay. friends. I've told all the ladies in my Looks ladies like I've group. Got a Starbucks date on Saturday. Morning. I'm like, let me just tell you something. If you are single and you want to date in Destin, just show up at the Starbucks hey, at the Destin. I've got Common. a golf bag in there that I'm dying to <laughs> to take. We might and the only reason golfing. I know that is I used to meet one of my friends there. Mm-hmm. We'd grab our coffees, take our dogs to the beach because you have to be at the beach before a certain time to be able to mm-hmm. take the dogs onto the beach. And in mm-hmm. peak season, sometimes that even varies. They might. So we were always before sunrise getting our coffees and I'm like well what is going on at the Starbucks there's more Mm -hmm. happening at the Starbucks and Dustin than the bar I was at last night Mm -hmm. I'm like that makes complete sense you've got two golf courses right there and all these men are catching their coffee before they go out to play golf to get drunk all day so maybe where do you catch them after their coffee (laughs) I know right I hadn't gone that far. Maybe we should have an 18 round. Is that when they go grocery shopping? <laughs> Any men in Destin willing to take us golfing. We want to see the ins and out of this whole scenario. So what do you think your biggest challenges are with dating? I think just meeting I, them in the wild. <laughs> well, you know, I, dang, how do I say this? Um, finding someone that I just would like to continue spending time with that I'm not kind of burnt out or, or it's like, okay, now I like them. What's wrong with them? You know, <laughs> they seem really fun and charismatic. Hey, you want to tell Why me about your childhood? <laughs> How's your relationship with your parents? Is it great or is it like on the rocks? <laughs> okay, so that brings me to another question. Okay, so you find a guy mm-hmm. and you're talking. Mm-hmm. What are the questions you do ask to get to know them on a first date or before you go on a first date? Um, well, let's just assume I'm going to not keep doing like the app. So let's just assume I'm kind of just casually talking right they gotta have the uh, what are your deal breakers it's the voice what other ones do you have and then we'll go back to the questions that's probably the only superficial one that's your only deal breaker I've I've come to realize that girl I had a laundry list I used to have a list and that list has been shredded in the garbage because of people you know it's (laughs) like what am I gonna say six foot no I dated a guy that was five eight and like once you fall in love like you don't care about that anymore you know mine wasn't that like I wouldn't date a guy who had younger kids because my kids are older I wouldn't date anyone who smoked because my parents smoked when I was coming up and I hated for me so that's a, that's a deal breaker yeah smoking is a deal breaker it's it's but okay so let me just think the hardcore deal breakers is you have to be a good person like you know no felonies no like there's a you, girl your list is wide open oh my my girlfriend said this the other day and it really stuck with me and it's something I really I think I'm like sticking to it like I like it a lot she said don't go out with someone you have to explain that's oh they're separated and they're you know they're gonna get divorced they're gonna they're gonna do this eventually or like oh well yeah he's great but you know, it's like, but he has this really bad rap sheet. And, but, oh, no, he's good now. You know, or, oh, you know, he's this. And like, I don't want anyone to have to explain. I just want to be like, this is Drew. So the he's therapist awesome. that I'm really good friends with, she puts it as don't look for a firecracker. Look for a fireplace. Oh, that's sweet. Because your firecracker is going to be the butterflies. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Oh, I, So put that on your deal breaker I'm, list. I'm if the you butterfly going straight to the If your eyes are like sparkling yeah. and you're in love within the first word if it's the yeah. voice run girl run <laughs> run okay can I tell you about the last guy I did I'm not gonna say names but this just very recently ended okay but this was all about firecracker right okay so we met at the bar he was having dinner with his mom and I thought it was very sweet I'm like okay check he's good relationship with his parents right 
Uh-huh. They Are we prayed. supposed to have a hitch story over here? They prayed before they, you know, they had their meal. I was like, that is so adorable. Like, I'm here having a bourbon and he's praying with his mom. That's, a, <laughs> you know, that's, I love that. Maybe physically I never would have seen myself with someone like him, but we just kind of caught on in conversation and we had a lot of similarities in, in the raising of our kids and things like that. And I was like, green flag, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then he's like, you know, he's, He's going to leave and he asked for my number. We exchanged numbers. He's like, I'd really like to take you out. We ended up talking on the phone. Was it really his mother? It was his mom. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It was really his mom. We ended up talking for two hours that night on the phone and it just felt so comfortable and it felt so like familiar. Red flag number one, maybe, right? <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'd like to take you out tomorrow and the songwriters is going on. Would you like to go? Oh, I'd yeah, love to. I, yeah, I, that sounds I great. that was going on. Okay, so you went. So he bought us weekend tickets. Those aren't cheap either, girl. $1,000 on tickets. Yeah. Took me to Old Florida. He came. He's like, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow. He came, picked me up. Nice truck, whatever, you know. Took me to Old Florida Fish House. He's ordering a, the expensive sushi menu, too. I'm just curious. What kind of truck did he drive? I don't know. Was it, girl, is it a Dodge, a Ford? It's very important. I don't know. It was red. <laughs> it was red. That's red flag number one. You can tell a lot about a person by what they drive. They say you are what you drive. You've never seen that TikTok? Arrogant is, yeah. That's so, that's, key, yeah. I'm curious if it was a Dodge. I'm trying to get this Dodge theory down path and if it's real. It was a Dodge. Okay. Okay, continue with your story. You know, so we go to Old Florida Fish House. He spends 400 fucking dollars on sushi. This sounds like love bombing to me. And then two days later, I get these beautiful flowers. They are beautiful. I see them sitting here. I got them every week. Mm-hmm. from a, Delivered from a florist. So, you know, not big money for nice flowers. Like yeah. That. Like, and, and I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. You're He's in love. He's such a subtle southern gentleman. He has a great relationship with his mom and he's taking care of his he's kids. He's praying. He's fucking, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's, I'm like, he's picking me up. He's assertive. He's making the plans. He's not making me make the plans. He's, he, he told me I have two rules on the state. You're not allowed to open doors and you're not allowed to pay for anything. Okay. I would have totally been on board. And I'm thinking in my head like, oh my well, God, well, I totally well, deserve this. Okay, like, this so what normal, happened? Right? So what happened? Well, things were going great. Um, they weren't until <laughs> it all came crashing down very swiftly. Uh, I mentioned to a friend who knew him in the area and she said, girl, run. She are you was, not, are you not on Facebook? You got to get on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, not the dating. I'm on. Well, it says, are we dating the same guy? I'm on that. And I didn't see and his him on face there. wasn't on there. No, he was Okay. Not, you should I- put it on there. Like, no, I'm not posting shit. Like, I don't know what would happen if I did. Like, there's a certain essence of danger that comes to what... That's true. I've never thought of it that way. But a lot of women post on it. I would love for his ex-girlfriend to post on there, but it won't be me. Um, I have t- too much at stake. Okay. Safety, things like that. And well, I, I just kind of learned that this person's not a good person. Serial cheater through our So it sounds like to me he was love bombing you to get you attached to the thought yeah of what you could have yeah oh yeah not something that could be withstood over years right of a relationship and then yeah. it was like she's gonna love me so much from those first few months that mm-hmm. no matter what I do it's gonna be okay definition love bombing I've learned that through this whole scenario of research but what questions did you ask him before you went on a date with him back to the questions that are important to ask well when I met him it really was in the wild and I wasn't anticipating on finding a date it was just kind of just natural conversation it was hey let's go on a date and then you were just hooked well we had been talking about the kids and how the challenges we had had between his ex-wife and my ex-husband and trauma it just, bonding oh 
Yeah. And we just, we yeah. just, it just seems so comfortable. Like there, it was like, why even, why even like, this is fun for the moment. So why even try to dig into something, you know, I didn't know where it was going to go. I just was having fun in the moment. Well, we're entitled to be able to do that, but you're dating with the intent to marry. Yeah. And then it, I think it's even more important to take that time and slow down mm-hmm. the attachment because you have children. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's something that I really liked. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to pick up information as I see it. I'm not trying to like, because anyone can give an answer to a question and they can Google what the correct answer should be. Right. right. So one of the things I really liked is he had, he had his kids in therapy. I was like, that's amazing. Like you must have an insight to therapy and because I love therapy. I think everyone should do it. It opens you up to an entirely new perspective, right? And mm-hmm. in, in dealing with things that have happened in the past or way you're, uh, you know, raised and brought up and things like that. So I was like, wow, like he's like, he's, he's so intelligent and he's a business owner and he's, he's even has his kids in therapy to help, you know, with mom not being there. I'm like, I'm going to have to have a name after this episode because I think I might know who you're talking about. That's the small town we live in. It is, um, everybody knows your name here. And once you get a reputation, Mm -hmm. it precedes Mm -hmm. the visibility of yourself. The first red flag, I'll say this, that I saw, which happened the day before, was we went to have lunch together, right? Where'd you go? Cheers. Okay. And the server very clearly knows him that he comes in all the time oh yeah that that's a that's well she's, then you go hit her like, up you're like hey tell me what's going well, listen, on she's like hey, do you want your usual margarita <laughs> lunch and i'm like i'm not having a margarita like you crazy you know and he's like oh no 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 not today well when we're leaving she brings him a to-go margarita okay like without even questioning it like oh here you go you know yeah that might have been the first red flag but i don't know we live in florida and honestly, that is probably the one of the things I've noticed is people drink from 7 a.m. to... Well, this was not like a normal... 7 a.m. the it. next morning. I tasted it. This was not a normal like margarita out of the machine. This thing was strong AF. She knows him. Yes. So here, let me give you a couple tips. My friend who is the therapist, I've gone over these in every interview, but these are the top tips that she says. So I'm curious from someone in their 30s dating pers- your, persp- your your understanding and what you think about them. She says that whether it's a first date or before the first date, you should ask them, are they a morning person or a night owl? I think I, yeah, I think that comes up pretty commonly for me because I'm such a morning person. Because schedules are going to conflict if they're not, and that's going to eventually cause arguing when you want to cuddle at night and they're ready for bed because they want to get up at 5 Mm a.m., The schedules are going to be conflicting. Okay. And then hobbies are activities. Because if you're an outdoorsy person and you like to go to Crab Island every Saturday or paddleboard and they are not an outdoorsy person or they're allergic to the sun or whatever the case may be, that's going to cause conflict. So that was one of the, I was talking with my girlfriend yesterday and that was one of the things I was like, you know, I wouldn't date someone that doesn't work out. She's like, oh, that's so superficial. So that would be one of your deal breakers. And I was like, you know, it's you not about. You need to get that list back out the trash I, can, girl. I, <laughs> I said, well, I said, it's not about the physical of how you look. It's like, are you maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Well, it's not just that. Discipline. Either going to the gym together and working out, I yeah. think, shows the ability to communicate. Yeah. And that's a great way to meet people, too, is doing doing things that you like and then find other single people that are also doing those things. Like, I love pickleball and I love kickball 
and I love working out. And so like meeting people in those like natural environments, like already. When I moved here, that's the first thing I told all my friends in Austin. You're not going to catch me playing pickleball ever it's for like old people and as you can tell I have my pickleball outfit on because I'm hoping to make the four o'clock round so little did I know and I think because we live in the south I added this question do you drink sweet tea or unsweet tea I drink unsweet tea just because I don't want the calories but I'm definitely a sweet tea kind of gal if I'm at home, I'm doing sweet tea. But if I'm at a restaurant, I do unsweet tea. Because you know, the deeper you dive, the sweeter it gets. Yeah. So like, you want it sweet in the middle. Okay, th- I thought this was interesting. Favorite holiday and how do you celebrate? Or what are your traditions? I think that's huge because do they travel? I didn't realize the amount of people who travel during the holidays. Yeah, uh, I love Christmas. I decorate the entire It's a southern thing, girl. It's a southern thing. It gets me like in such a good mood. The lights, everything about it. We, I grew up with a big family and like all the cousins and every, you know, we, we grew up here. My parents grew up here. Their parents grew up here. So we have a big family in the area in Destin, Fort Walton. And so we all kind of come together and we have like multiple days of like festivities. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So I think that's important because if they don't like family around the holidays or drama or that's not their thing, then that'd be a deal breaker. Now, Lori was surprised by this one. And I kind of was too when I was reading through her book, Guilty Pleasures, not sex related. So she said without talking about money within the first few dates, this gives you an idea of where they're going to spend their money. So if they say their guilty pleasure is taking 10 vacations every year, then you're going to know that they're big into travel and they're probably in more of a luxurious style of traveling. Where if they say it's eating out, or doing something more on a regular basis, then you're going to know they do more like staycations is probably what they would call it. So you're going to know where they spend their money. And I didn't realize the difference in how people spend their money. Like some people, I have a friend of mine, Deb, she's diehard. She really wants a house. It's just so important to her. She wants a house. I could live in a two-bedroom condo. I don't like to cook, clean, or cut the grass. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to have that many guests. If I do, I'm going to rent an Airbnb because I don't want them in my house breaking my shit. So, mm-hmm. a house isn't important to me. I, I mean, I can afford a million-dollar home, but I don't yeah. want one because I don't want the taxes, the insurance, the maintenance, or any yeah. of the above. That's definitely something to think about because I love hosting, and I love having my friends over, and I love having dinner parties, and I love doing all of those things, you know? So Yeah. But also, there's that... That speaks also on another, it's like, okay, you can make money, but can you keep it? Like, are you frugal? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to spend your money? Do you know how to invest your money? You know, like, you're telling me about these expensive sunglasses you have, like, why? You know? <laughs> so that's another thing. So there's, like, my friends laugh at me because I don't invest in my clothes. Yeah. They're either sent to me from a boutique or a vendor that I'm working with mm-hmm. through social media, or I will do fast fashion because... I'm typically not very gentle with my clothes. I'm going to move in them. I'm going to do whatever. Everything goes in the washer at once. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so I'm just not going to spend 150 bucks on an outfit. I never have. Yeah. And when people see my social media, they're like, oh my God, where'd you get that from? I'm like, Amazon. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, really? And I'm like, yeah, I don't put money. I don't invest there. But some people that's important. They want only name brand clothes. I'll, I have like nice pieces. Like I have my nice Gucci bag and Louis Vuitton. And, but those are more like, like it was, I made, I made it to a point of success. And that was my like memory. Your reward. Yeah. My okay. reward maybe a remembrance piece. But like my date, look at me. I'm in a t-shirt that probably has a hole in it somewhere. <laughs> you know, my kids look. Now my guilty pleasure that. is 
my car only because you might meet your husband in a traffic jam like i've always been i've always been in traffic jams i'm like i want a nice car i want the like uh-huh. i want it clean i'm very i did just get a new car that i love i'm, I'm very I ocd about keeping yeah. it clean i'm like take your stuff with you I'm like i don't want that in my car like so that's probably where my guilty pleasure is is vehicles i'd have 25 if i had a big enough house to store them i don't need a house i need a garage just with an apartment above i love travel i try to go international at least once a year okay yeah and then it was favorite movie or tv show so i am a huge daniel day lewis fan yeah uh so do you ask your dates that yeah but i don't yeah okay okay yes yes because all the crazy ones I've dated have loved horror movies and like okay. slasher stuff. So that's I what cannot. I was going to get to you about yeah, is that's her theory behind it is depending upon their movie or TV show. She said it's not, it can be negotiable, but normally you can tell a lot about a person. Yeah. If they liked like doc, Dr. House or House, not Dr. House, but that was House. I like House. So let's see what, what okay. I say on this. <laughs> You're typically going to have more of a dry sense of humor, kind of passive aggressive kind of sense oh, of humor. That's, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Entirely. So you can tell a lot about a person by the shows they watch or the movies they like. So I read this book called Body Keeps the Score. Have you heard of it? I haven't. And it talks about, like the first paragraph of it talks about um, these Vietnam War vets right? And they came back and they were like super depressed and, you know, alcoholics and things like that. And so they started doing studies on them to figure out why, you know, why the association of war. And so they, they would put these, you know, goggles on and headphones and submerse them back into the war state and their brain would start lighting up dopamine, right? Because essentially when your body thinks you're dying, it's going to make the process easier, right? So it's going to reward you in, in those moments to make the passing easier, right? So if you're in the middle of war and you think you're about to die or you're experiencing death or seeing death, your brain's trying to compensate for the trauma. So it's producing dopamine, right? Well, then your brain becomes dependent on reliving that scenario to get the same effect. Okay. So you, what the book is about, it's like submersing back into that environment and then training your brain how to like not release, I guess, as much or to like kind of find an understanding and a different way of healing. Okay. It's called bottom-up processing. Interesting. I might have to check that book out. I'm all about self-help, self-improvement books. The other question was music. What kind of music they listen to? Because if they listen to opera music, that's all they listen to. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a deal breaker. I'm a big music person. I'm more like rock the south, put my country boots on. Yeah. My music taste is really across the board, but I know there's some that I'm, if I can drop it like it's hot, if you're telling me like, (laughs) like 50 cents, like your favorite rapper of all time and whatever, then we're probably not going to be a good match. Like compatibility wise, Okay, you know what I'm saying? But if you, I listen to everything, but I'm definitely, I dated a guy that listened to like, what do they say in sweet home Alabama? You can take the girl out of the country, but can't can't take the country out of the girl. Yeah. So, and then also talk about personal goals with them, because Mm -hmm. if your goals don't align, then you're pointless dating. You're not dating with intent. So what do you feel like is your biggest mistake that you make with dating? You know, I have a lot of faith in people and I think I kind of get caught up in my idea of who they are. Not. That's what she says. Her, your top three mistakes that most men or women make is the expectation. You have wrong expectations. You've already, you've already watched a lot of rom-coms and you Mm -hmm. think you're going to have this white picket fence. Mm-hmm. And you fall in love with that idea. And then mm-hmm. when you find someone that has a glimpse that matches that expectation, then you attach quickly mm-hmm. 
and, and you, you overlook all those like, red beep, 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 yep, beep, beep. you overlook all those flowers check picking me up opening the door check exactly <laughs> you must be great so there's a book i've talked about with all the other ladies called attachment uh-huh. or attached and it's the science of adult attachment and how you can find and keep love do you know your attachment style yes what are you okay so i i think that when i first got divorced mm-hmm. i was obviously not attached i was insecurely attached very anxious very, avoidant i'm not I, I wasn't avoidant at that point i was okay. i was anxious and i was just like you know you feel like you're you are damaged you know coming out of divorce and you're like what's wrong with me why didn't you know you just don't know enough so you're, you're worried just, about if they love you yeah you know okay. what why why couldn't i fit it yeah, but anxious fits that you know now that you know then i went through a hard left you know and more avoidant because i'm like every guy i'm meeting is just like traumatic in some way like don't touch me don't like I noticed that I would get really weird when a guy would come to my house yeah like I would be fine on the date but if it ever you know a few dates later what ended up dinner at my house I would just not be comfortable at all and I just kind of found that this is like my safe haven okay and anyone kind of like impeding that like really started like setting off these alarms in my head right but now that I feel like I've spent so many hours like researching and therapy and reading like now I'm I'm, I feel pretty securely attached and I can feel when I'm starting to drift back to avoidant or that's your healthy state yeah or if if I'm avoidant I don't like giving up my independence well I'm very independent and you know maybe I still am a little bit more avoidant than not but the biggest red flag for me is if I start feeling anxious, it's because there's a problem. I've had so many people let me down in friendships, relationships, et cetera, that if I feel like I'm becoming codependent, yeah. that's my red flag. It's run because they're going to let you down every time and right? then you're going to be heartbroken. So let's play a game. I've played it with the other two guests as well. I'm interested in comparing the answers. I can't wait to hear the guys tell all next week. So, dating game. Myth or truth? So, I'm going to ask you a round of questions. You tell me if you think it's a myth, a truth, or... That's the only two options. Okay. There might be a gray area, <laughs> but we're going to go with those two. Okay. Okay. Never discuss your ex within the first few dates. I think it's... Oh. 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 Just only one or the other? <laughs> only one or the other. You either discuss I'm it or you don't. truth. Well, what I, do you do? I do it. I do it. <laughs> So you think it's a myth. I think you shouldn't discuss your ex on the first few dates, but I I have my kids 100% of the time. It's kind of hard not to. That's usually the follow-up question of, oh, they don't go to dad's this weekend. Why not? Well, okay. Myth or truth, it's a deal breaker if they're not on time. Truth. No, I'm always on time. I'll say truth. I'm always on time. (laughs) You had to think about that one. You better be on time too. Okay. Myth or truth, the first dates should be short. Or the first date should be short. Short. Like a coffee date. Would you go on a first date as a coffee date? This is so like all over the board. There's people that are creators that say time management, go on a coffee date. And then there's people who are like, no, because then they're not, there's not prime dating time. You're not yeah. the prime dating. So you're the backup choice. That's why I'm so curious to what the guys have to say about this because I've girls done, have such different viewpoints on it. I've done on one it. coffee date and I'll, we won't do it again just for the fact that... I, I wouldn't do coffee dates. That was me, but... Mainly yeah. because I already had this whole light like, script I would go through before I ever went on the yeah. first date. So I, I knew if I wanted to sit at a dinner and, for two hours yeah. before I ever got there. And this is what I've learned. Men will invest their time, money, and resources into things they value. Okay, I completely agree with that one. Completely. And when you let them set the tone of the date, you're already kind of seeing where they're going to put you. Right. You know, so if you're telling me coffee date on a Wednesday. So I had a guy best friend while I was dating and that's what he told me. 
don't go during the week because, well, you're not in his prime time. He's saving prime his time, favorite yeah. for Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Don't do coffee dates because he's budgeting. He wants to take the other girls on the dinner dates. Mm-hmm. But there's there's ladies on social media that claim that's not a true statement. That's a myth in no. dating. But I know I'm ask, waiting to see what these guys have to say about this. I had a guy ask me on a coffee date, and I was like, you know, I don't do coffee, but I think he's sober, so like that's fine. I think he's sober, right? Probably should have been the first red flag, but no, I won. You know, like what if you if you've bettered your life, I think that's a positive thing. You know, everyone's got something, right? So, but here's the kicker for me: they can drink mimosas at coffee, you know. He got there. Or an Irish he got coffee. There a couple minutes before I did. He poured the Irish into the coffee before you got there. He didn't even offer to buy my coffee. Oh my gosh. He, he was oh already checked out Lord. in line. And I'm okay, standing so that, in line having to pay for my own coffee when you okay. invited me. So that brings me to the next question. Who pay? It's is it a myth or a truth? The guy should always pay for the date. Until you're in a until you're in a very solidified relationship, yes. The guy should pay. So true. Yes, guy should truth. pay for the date. Okay. That, that comes back to investing in, you know, things like that. Myth or truth, you shouldn't be the first to call after a date. The guy should. Oh, so you'll text them after the date. Yeah, I'll text them. Interesting. I'll say I had a great time. Thank you. So you don't do the three-day rule? No. Okay. All right. So then the next question is, you let the guy make the first move. Yes. Okay. Do you, oh, you already answered this. You put your phone away on a date. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. That is the one thing that all three ladies had in common. Mm-hmm. No one else has, no other question has hit the oh, really? ding mark on that one. Okay. Uh. Oh, okay. Here we are. Next question is, men want to chase the woman. The woman should never chase chase the man Ruth or men. entirely true there is no other answer that could be actually that is still not across the board any guy that I've ever even attempted to pursue you know maybe back when I was freshly single mm-hmm. it's just they just want the attention so you think prime dating is a true thing too oh entirely yeah and then when you were married mm-hmm. did you have a joint check yes would you if you remarried have a joint checking I would have four accounts we each get one we get a joint and then we have a joint savings interesting is that because you just learned through the... I was the breadwinner when I was married. Lori was too, and she's the one who said that she would never have joint checking again. She would always have... I think there's a, a sense of investing together, you know, which is where the joint comes from, but to also have your autonomy and your own savings and your own, you know, kind of thing going on is vital. You know what I told her? What's mine is mine and what's his is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I'd have to date someone that's on the same level. She said time. the same thing. So. You and her are probably going to be really good friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, and I think we talked about this before. Myth or truth, if you're meeting a guy on a first date and you're going to a restaurant or a bar, mm-hmm. do you think he should go into the restaurant or bar if he knows you're on your way? Or should he wait for you in the car to open your door, go into <clears> the <throat> restaurant and walk in I together? I would much rather him have the seats picked out whether it's at the bar or a table. So you will walk in on your own. Because if I walk in there and he's not already I like think established. That's a, I think that's the independent moment. I'm, <laughs> I'm already like scouting the bar and moving people. And like, you know, I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to be that person. So you better be in there a little earlier than I am. Because I'm going to be on time. So you better be a little bit early. I don't know. I didn't do a bar date. I would never go to a bar for a drink for a first date. Well, this is what I used to do when I was on the apps. Because I found so many creepy dudes or whatever. I would go early. And I would pay for my drink. I'm telling you this. I would go early and I would order my drink and pay for it, cash out and everything. So in case they were like weird or you know what, or I could just leave and I wouldn't feel any kind of sense of guilt about wasting their money or time. So through all your dating, what is the one thing that you would tell either your younger self or other ladies dating? I would say figure out your value system first of like the things that are like hardcore for you. For me, your morals have to be 
like in line. You know, we have to have the same morals, the same ethics because we So can you do have a lot of deal breakers. You just don't know they're deal breakers. You just have it right. already in your mind. Yeah. You know, cause like I can, I can laugh with you and have the best night of my life. But if you are not an honest person or a faithful person, it will never work out. Okay. So, oh, I forgot to ask you the most important question of them all. Myth or truth? A guy will judge a woman by how soon they have sex together. Truth. Well, that's the second question that was agreed upon. But so, and when they answered this, they told me it's because a man or a woman usually know within the first date what the intent of that relationship is going to be, whether it's to date with the intent of marriage, a fun relationship, or a hookup. I think it's more about like if the guy's got to work for it longer, he's he's already investing more into that relationship. Okay, so do you have a number? Like how many dates or how many months or weeks do you wait? Oh, I'll go on a date with a guy three times before I even kiss him. Girl. Yeah. Okay. She is not dickmatized very easily, <laughs> let me tell you. Just for future reference, men. Okay, I do. I think it's good to wait because it changes the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah. It brings the attachment to surface. I think it makes a woman more anxious after they have sex. Mm-hmm, entirely. Because, yeah. okay, so that was the other thing I was going to ask you. Do you know the stages of dating? Do you know there were stages of dating? I know. Okay. I feel like I'm about to be educated. Okay. So what do you think the stages of dating would be if you had to guess? Uh, I would say like initial stage, like flirtation and like, you know, um, and then it becomes obviously like you're a little bit more invested. You're planning things together, spending time or even planning future things, you okay. know, a week or two out or whatever it might be. And then... Is that your definition of dating? No. Going on dates. If you're actively going on dates, you're dating. Okay. But when you're like in a committed relationship, there, that can't happen until there's a conversation. You have most of them. So so the five steps of dating is you start with flirting, friendship, which would be your, when are we going to see each other again? You're texting mm-hmm. those questions you're going to get to know one another about. Then you start dating, which doesn't necessarily still mean you're only dating one person I thought that was odd ah I'm such like a monogamous person like it's me too. hard I for don't me to, I can't hyper focus I'm too busy in my life to have know, multiple I'm men I'm running a business I've got two kids <laughs> I have two one I have so many group chats now with my mm-hmm. girlfriends I'm sending it in the wrong chat I'd be sending the wrong stuff to the wrong guy I'd be a hot mess I I've tried that one it time. gives me anxiety I tried it one time and it's almost like you know when I feel like a woman's a little bit more avoidant right? Yeah. They just cling that much harder. And then I get overwhelmed. And now I'm like, to hell with all of you. And I bring the whole pile down, you know? So then you're dating, then you're in a relationship. Yeah. Then you have a commitment phase. Now we're married, right? No, no. I guess commitment could be living. (laughs) I guess a commitment could be living together technically our marriage. But it's funny because I remember my mom and my dad, they were married 30 plus years. They went on three dates. The first date that they actually met one another, they won't date with other people. Yeah. And they were married 30 plus years. Yeah. Same way I had um, friends of mine that I went to school with, their brothers, their parents, two dates and they were married. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Houston, one of my really good friends next door, she kind of had the same scenario. Mm-hmm. They had went on two dates. She was in the military. She was going to be moved to a different state. And she's like, I don't do long distance. He's like, well, I guess I'm going with you then. And they've been married. Okay. I have a best friend. So maybe we're dating too long. I don't know. Her and her (laughs) boyfriend. Okay. Well, here's the thing though. That's before they're traumatized by life. 
Right. And I guess that's true. They're like a new little, they trust you just as much as they trust the world at this point. They haven't had all that yeah. life behind it. Well, they went out, they dated two weeks and they moved in together. They got an apartment together and now they're still married. Is that classified as a later. U-Haul? Because my daughter taught me that term. She's like, it's called U-Haul dating. You go on a date and you get a U-Haul and you live together. Yeah. Cheaper in this economy. Mm-hmm. I just don't. i got to have my own person. I'm very independent. I want my own personal space. I still pay my own bills. Yeah. So no U-Haul for me. <laughs> yeah. i got to have. So do you think that it's a struggle dealing with like dating fatigue? Is it, is it wear on you? Nah, I'm, I'm pretty extroverted. I love to get out and meet Same. people and do all the things. So, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here. Oh, thank you for having me. This and was fun. I'm super excited because Lori's going to do an episode with me on weddings. She's a wedding planner here in Destin. So, oh, she's got tons of stories exciting. of runaway brides, <gasps> divorces at receptions. Oh, wow. So, we're going to get all the juicy deets on that one. Oh, misbehaving at the bachelor party, I'm sure. Yes, for sure. All right. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Just Jelly Podcast. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Just Jelly Podcast or check out our website at JustJellyPodcast.com. DM us any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, or if you'd like to make a guest appearance on the show. Don't forget to rate and review us. And remember, greatness has no boundaries, and the power to create change lies within each of us. Thanks again for listening to Just Jelly Podcast.